It's the final four days. Dun, dun, dun. The final four days. Listen, there's only four days left. That's right. You heard it correctly. Four days. If, to enroll in any of our MAPS bundles, the, the whether it's the Sexy Athlete Bundle, the Build Your Butt Bundle, or the RGB Bundle, of course, that's nine months of exercise programming. It's the final four days to enroll in those and get for get free. Get what? Get what? For free, the No BS six-pack formula. This is a workout specifically designed. No bullshit. To help you build a six-pack core, a beautiful core. Oh, Again, yeah. enroll in any bundle and get that for free. It's the final four days. You can check out any of those programs at mindpumpmedia.com. Get it. Six-pack. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. I'm kind of feeling uh, Justin's uh, glasses over there. Justin, hey, you look, look at me. I'm nerdy. You're not, bro. Just because you put glasses on, first of all, doesn't make you nerdy. That's mm. number one. Makes you number extremely two, attractive. Number okay. two, there's nothing wrong with being ner- nerdy. And number three, you're a handsome fellow. Thank you. You I, know, I, I appreciate the love. I. You don't really realize. Adam would look good with glasses on. I yeah. look good pretty much. No well, I have to I wear them now. I was telling you guys, I was getting <laughs> headaches all weekend. You know why you can never compliment Adam? Because <laughs> yeah, he'll do it the first. way he receives it. No, no, he does it first. Oh, okay. Like, I'm going to give him a compliment, and then he says it right away. Oh, he says first. it about himself. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, oh, you're so I'm like, hey, Adam, party. I want to tell you something yeah. real quick. He's like, is it about me being is it handsome? It's about my big like, dick. Well, I'm not going to fucking say it anymore. Because <laughs> I like no to more. reference it a lot. I'm not going to say anything anymore. I, you know why? Because I, I have to try and... By the way, you need to stop that that whole big dick thing. That is a horrible <laughs> setup. Yeah. Normal. If you say small dick all the time, then they're yeah. surprised. If you say big dick, then and then they look at it and they're like, well, it's, well it's not, I thought it was way over bigger. I really thing. don't worry about that considering I don't plan on going out and showing my dick to anybody. So oh. I think Katrina doesn't really The mystery of it, right? Yeah. I, don't yeah. think she, I don't think she's looking for me to build it up by saying it's small and then hopefully go around and show it to a As bunch a of chicks. Quick, an e- a li- let's be honest here. <laughs> a simple Google search will show... <laughs> <laughs> the floating dick pics that have been around there. There it is. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it page feel, one, page feels two. good to be back in our uh, in the cube. That's what we've Ooh. named the recording. It's so section comfy in the cube of the studio of our big uh, facility. Well, the the area that we record in that's got the green screen and the mics and everything is the cube. It needed a name because yeah. it's so fucking badass. You it's know, awesome. Yeah, and you don't really realize it or appreciate it until we go and we we shoot or we video and record other places because yeah. it just listening to you guys talk right now is it's so refreshing being able to hear like, and oh there's your voice oh <laughs> i missed you mm-hmm. I and i'm talking about myself <laughs> i like i like the cube a lot i like i think in the foam isn't even all the way up yet so yeah. it's even the sound should get even better after tonight hopefully huh is that Ooh. what they're doing yeah supposedly it should be finished by tonight and then i think we're are we done in here? What do we What do we got left? Yeah. Maybe some lights, Doug. I think Doug wants to upgrade and change. I uh, uh, I'm gonna have to keep a uh, well, obviously a sweater here permanently because <laughs> I don't know how did this happen. By the way, how did Adam get in control of the fucking? Oh, I know why. Because you're a polar bear too. I love it. Yeah. So I'm outnumbered. Yeah. Yeah, you couldn't be more of a vagina when it comes to yeah. things like that, dude. I don't you, know why that makes me a vagina. I don't, I don't uh, understand. Because you complain about it being cold all the time. You, yeah. When we were staying in the house, we were just at, we were down by the beach, and this guy was like, it's so cold in here. Don't turn the AC on. I'm like, bro, it's like 74 in here, and it's not that cold. It's like fucking tropical. Well, we'll see who can handle the heat more. 
No. Yeah. It's I think not, I can handle the heat not. better than you can. Mm. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, run, I mean? we'll give you that one. I run hot, dude. I run hot for sure. So I'm not. My people are from the Mediterranean, dude. I'm used to this. You know what I mean? It's in mm. my genes. It's in my epigenetics. I need the heat. Yeah, but I have a thing I with need humidity. I have a thing with people that that don't like it. I like, do like, not. You Wait, can put you have a thing with people. Yeah, with people like you who have a problem with it getting too cold because you can put a sweater, you can put mittens on, you can put another jacket, you put another layer on. When it's hot, you can only take off so much, yeah. then you're done. Yeah. So there's a, there's a different tolerance I think people should have. And then you get a smell. when you're in a, an environment where it's not like the perfect temperature for you. If Welcome you're a to the Adam Show, where it's all about Adam and what he wants. <laughs> Not at, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Doug and Justin are. Let's not consider anybody else. Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Doug and Justin are completely fine you. with the temperature. Yeah. You yeah. complain. Stop trying to get everybody to up on me. You. No, no, no. You complain. No. Only person who I did. I don't complain. I'm in shorts and I love this. Right. I don't care. I'm cozy right now. So yeah. fuck you. Mm. <laughs> you know how cozy it is to be in a sweater. You're glad that there's no swamp forming down here, bro. Yeah, right. I want. Oh shit. You don't want it hot and humid in here. I love the nesting because I can guess what? Guess who hooked their phone up to the AC already? So I'm. We're so tech savvy. Gonna go ahead. Look turn, at us. Turn it down to us. What do you? How do you do? Do you just get an app or something like that? I'm not even going to tell you. So I have full control. Listen, it's we all have control over the because TV. it's the Adam Show. You uh, don't yeah. need it. Listen, I'll break the fucking. I'll break it. <laughs> no, we won't have shit in here anymore. <sighs> I do Son like. Uh, I do like the company. Um, we're not sponsored by them. We don't uh, get anything for repping them. But Nest is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. I do like how they. Uh, they have all those different, like you can do garage door opener. You can do the air the air conditioning heating system. You can do. Can you even do cam- like alarms and stuff? Yeah, alarm yeah. camera system. You can run all of it and it all runs through your app and you can control all the light. You can do lights too in your house. You can control all, all from your phone. Yeah. yeah. Very, very cool. You can That's perform awesome. magic. And it's, and it's, I like how it's, you know it's I mean? uh, sleek. Like it's looks fucking cool. Like the, the thermometer. You know what is, it looks like? It looks like a camera. It does. Mm-hmm. Which is cool because we're going to have a hidden camera in here. No one's going to know about. Yeah. So we'll film people. Way to scare all our Probably guests. It's just, for, it's just, <laughs> it's just for blackmail reasons. Put it in Richard's yeah. mouth. Like they don't even know. Yeah, Dick. Yeah. I thought Dick and I thought Richard was responsible for hiding the psychedelics. I thought that's what we agreed on. No, oh. we're not. So you need to give away all the all the shit, and we can't do it anymore. Yeah, yeah. way to go. Well, that's, if you haven't been to the cube, you don't stupid. know. Well, yeah. That's how it works, man. Richard is the skeleton it in the was corner, a secret. aka Dick. He's uh he's our new mascot. Hey, how about uh, Brianna sending us over a possible guest uh, that we could have on the show this morning? And she sends over this kid who's got 1.4 million people. And she's like, oh, you guys should have this guy on the show. I know somebody who knows somebody who can get him on. And then we looked at his page. And, and he's a dumbass. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't <laughs> like, know. Come on, guys. Yeah, Do you listen to our show? I, I don't you know. Roast him. Is that know. the one that she sent the picture of him doing? He's at the I side sent, of the Smith machine. I sent Did that. Did you send that? Yeah, because she's on the side of the Smith this machine. This is a great revolutionary exercise for your chest. And he's using one side of the Smith machine. He's like squeezing the handle or squeezing Stop the end with it. his hands and like kneeling, kneeling yeah. and pressing it up. Oh, and then the caption says like, great, great inner yeah, chest. chest activity. Yeah, inner oh chest <laughs> workout or upper chest work i don't know sponsored by shreds i don't know it's a you know what though this reminds me so did you guys watch the um joe rogan uh the joe rogan uh netflix uh triggered triggered yeah yeah i loved it awesome right loved it you know he made a point in there that uh great great uh, absolutely love joe rogan and he he goes on this little tangent where he's talking about uh, this girl who has like 8 million views or 8 million <laughs> followers. Just, and it's just for her ass. Just for her ass. Yeah. But what he, he makes a point that's like, wow, that's such a good point. And that's fucking scary when you think about that, that this generation that's coming up, those people 
actually have some power and authority. Yeah. Like if you have eight, they're influencing people yes. with their dumb ass ideas. Yes. If yeah. you have 8 million people that are tuning into you, regardless, mind you, half the people are probably masturbating to it. The other half of people are talking mm. shit about, you know what I'm saying? But it doesn't matter. They're tuning into you regardless. So you have somewhat I'm getting of, ex- inspired by it. Some, somewhat about. of influence on these people. And it's a scary thought to think that a lot of these people that have like this guy who she brought up and like 1.4 million followers and I'm going through his page. And I'm like, he couldn't, he couldn't be more of an example of what we talk about is the problem with oh, the, you're talking about the kid that went Yeah. You know, it's but all his supplements that he's pushing and all his awful exercise that he's, that he's teaching. And, I'm going like, wow, this is crazy. I think she sent over the program too. You guys, you looked at the yeah. program, right? It was yeah. like a, everything to max exertion and a his and her workout. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, there was a special I one just, for women. He had a workout for women and a workout for men. Just wanted to rip it up and oh. burn it. You know, but th- these people are influencing people. And you look at it. Uh, this is a great, if you think about it, this is a grand experiment. I mean, throughout all of human history, the more connected people have become and the easier it's been to share ideas. Mm-hmm. It's been, the be- it's always been better. There's always pluses and minuses, but uh, as a whole, it's been better. But never to this, we've never experienced anything to this degree. And uh, so it's kind of a big experiment. Is it going to backfire? It, it's it's kind of what. Remember, you and I just recently. Mm. I don't even know if this episode got released or not it yet. Did. What it did, where you and I were kind of going back and forth and debating yeah. like our, our mm-hmm. thoughts on it. And you're like, mm-hmm. no, no. It, overall, it's improved. Well, so our, far, our, it has our, been. Yeah. But I see that I go like, hey, I don't know, man. I don't. Is it or will it? In you know, ten well, years from now, like yeah, like who's making money like right now? Like it, it's people that it's not. It's not like that they worked for things. It's like a popularity thing. Like like people are making a lot of money just by being popular, and they're figuring out that you know, basically showing ass or showing this or that, and saying certain things and and getting certain sponsors to sponsor them and just push their stuff for them. Like that's that's a real formula. Okay, so here's the problem. With that that way of thinking though i'll tell you why if if we look at i don't know we're in fitness right so let's look at the obesity epidemic would it be smart or would it be a good idea for us to create an agency that eliminates certain foods and products because we want people's health to be better so now we're going to say no ban all sodas because sodas are bad for people. No, you know, I, I think what we're that's a socialist at, society, and I, you you're right when you bring that up. Well, with the I mean, video, you got the video of the girl with eight million views, and all she does is show her ass and give stupid advice. But is it because she's influencing, or is it more because that's just a reflection of what people? Yeah, that's what people want. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's like a, it's like almost like a market demand. Yeah, and I like to think about like. You have 8 million followers. How much influence does she really have versus the person who's actually providing Mm. good and valuable information? I've experienced this with my own Instagram page. I don't have nearly as many followers as some of these other people. And we even even advertise, you know, when we experimented with advertising for, uh, for Mind Pump, we had certain, you know, Instagram celebrities advertise for us and we'd pay them. And they had like, you know, what is it, like a million followers or 3 million followers. And we got almost, like, we got very little in return. Mm-hmm. Why? Because the followers don't give a shit. They just want to look at pictures of their ass. Well, don't you think that human nature is to follow the path of least ex- uh, resistance, right? Of course. And so for them to be able to make money by doing simple things like that and just take pictures and, and videos and then make money, like, that's I mean, that's kind of obvious to some of these people that, like, wow, I can do this. And I don't have to work towards, you know, furthering my education. I don't have to work towards, like, this is, like, this is right now. Like I'm going to make a lot of money doing this. You know what it reminds me of? This is what it reminds me of. When people complain about uh, celebrities like uh, the Kardashians, 
I hear people complain all the time, like these, you know, Kardashians all over the place. Every time I go to the, the grocery store, they're on every magazine. Why are they? Who cares? Why are they famous? Like it's us. We're the ones doing it. We're yeah, the we ones keep, making these fucking keep, idiots famous. We keep buying the magazines. Yeah, just stop we making keep, them famous for fuck's keep, sake. We keep liking the photos. Yeah. You know? Stop looking. Stop giving them freaking. Stop paying them with your dollars and shit. Stop yeah. voting for them. It's like let, let them die off slowly. Like nobody needs to see that shit. But that's us. <laughs> that's just look around. That's society. Uh, well, this is the this it's is a the, reflection of it. The conversation that we have a lot uh, off mic and in, in talking about our business model and the things that we're doing because there's a part of uh, a part of you that wants to play the game a little bit just because it's in it's almost important. It's almost like you have to mm-hmm. in order in order to get that. You're trying to funnel. How do you funnel? You have to get on the level, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it to me. It's one of the reasons why Sal's Instagram page is only at ten thousand followers or twelve thousand or wherever he's at right now. Is twelve point four? Is the amount of uh, you know he provides uh, incredible content uh, on there, but no you know, ass shots. Yeah, yeah, no ass shots. It's not. It's not, it's not shot with a you know professional camera and then gone back and photoshopped up and you know it's not like of his fucking cool ass car and it's not these you know but it's full of great it's and it's not going viral like crazy and it should be because of all the great information that's on there so. You know, it's kind of challenging when you've been doing that for God. It's been almost a, it's been like, what, a year and a half now? How long have you been? Yeah, that but I will say this. I will say this. When you do things, the quote, and then look, we're not here to tell anybody like you need to do it this way. You need to do it that way. Do it however you want. But I think when people do present uh, valuable information, uh, things that people can actually take away and apply um, information that's thought out and smart uh, and accurate. They may not grow as fast. They might not reach as many people, but the they people t- they reach are way more powerful. And you're influencing people in the right way. Yeah. And you're and you're also developing staying power. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because I can think of several flash in the pan companies in the fitness industry that exploded because of that whole you know sex sells thing. But now where are they? You know they're they're nowhere to be found. Do you guys remember Cybergenics? Do you guys remember that supplement Cybergenics? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember. They they used to have these before and after uh, in in Muscle magazines, and the before and afters were like they they were unbelievable, right? They were crazy to believe. Of course, we learned later on that they would take a bodybuilder who was about to compete, and then they'd make them get fat, and then that would be the before, and then they flip the pictures, right? That's the before and yep. that's the after, and it would look like they got into shredded shape, and it was this pack of supplements, and they'd sell you like. It was expensive. It was like 150 bucks or whatever. This was back in the mid-90s. Uh, and they'd sell you like 12 different supplements. And of course, part of you believed it worked because, holy shit, if I'm taking all these different supplements, it has to work. And they made a lot of money for a little period of time, but it's flash in the pan. You know, Eventually, people are like, this shit doesn't work. And yeah. I'm just getting diarrhea. And that guy doesn't look anything. You know, that, that's a fake before and after. So I don't know. We'll see how long these people last. The other thing you want to keep in mind, too, with social media, Instagram and, and YouTube and all that stuff, is a lot of these people got really big because they got in there early. You know what I'm saying? Like, think about YouTube. YouTube really hasn't been big for that long. Yeah. Like, five years ago, it wasn't huge at all. And if you were a fitness person who had a little bit of charisma and you were one of the first people to present on there, today you probably have 10 million subscribers. Well, that's why, I mean, we've talked about this before on this show that, you know, timing is every Timing is number one. You know, like, you can have the best content in the world. You could be the sexiest ever. You could have all this other stuff going for you business-wise, but it's really about timing. If you time your business uh, at, at an opportune time, like somebody who would be just starting, if you started a YouTube channel five to 10 years ago, you know, you, and you had, if I don't you, even think it oh, yeah, I remember that it was the very first, 
video. I remember somebody talking about that. They were having this like sort of anniversary of it. And it was like, it's not even that big of a deal. I forget what it was. I would really like to know. Uh, but it, it was millions and millions of views just because over time it accumulated that. Well, I think if you get into a, uh, like a, a segment of the market right before that particular segment blows up, yeah, uh, then you're, just through osmosis, you're just going to blow up yourself. Yeah, we talked about this a little bit with that Mike Chang guy and like how he got, he just rose to like this like meteoric Dude. level just because of like, he was like the first one to do this whole six pack thing and, you know, take his shirt mm-hmm. off and be, be into fitness. And, you know, he already sold it off and is trying in another channel and, you know, he pretty much like here and then gone. Mm-hmm. Exactly. The, the first YouTube video guy named Jod, me at the zoo. 34 million views just because it was the first one yeah and it's it, some kid at the it's zoo. all competition 34 million yeah it's yeah, all competition yeah. there's no competition you know the so. first video on youtube mm-hmm. wow well there you go that's crazy that is crazy <laughs> <laughs> well you know let's be honest. we talked about this with like even podcasting i mean podcasting has been around for what nine years or so and actually i think maybe even longer i think the original podcast was all computer right they would You'd record uh, on on your computer, and then I think Ben Greenfield was there. Yeah, yeah he's been on air for nine years. <laughs> he's yeah. been forever. That's huh? why I thought it was nine. I thought he was one of the first. Yeah, he was early. No, on. podcasting's an old medium. It just hasn't gotten. It didn't get popular until not that long ago. I well, think. Got, oh, you know when it got popular, when, it started blowing when up. iPhone started to put it as one yeah, of their main smartphones. Apps. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And as as it's still not. It's still relatively unknown. Like I can't tell you how many times I, I tell people to you know when they ask me what I do and I say oh I have a podcast I'm like well what's a podcast. Yeah. Um, I think once cars start to incorporate, because that's that's starting to happen, cars will have it. Like you know, instead of just going your radio, you'll be able to boom, you know, boom, push a button or podcast on, or yeah. boom. You can totally boom. Yeah, you can poon it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's when you'll start to hear, you'll see more people start to listen because podcasts are really popular on the way to work. We mm-hmm. we see that people will listen to it on the way to work. It's probably yeah. the probably the most right. So when we get most of our downloads, yeah. That's a quiet. What? Everyone, quiet. Is it? Is it tap? being brought to you by Chimera Coffee. It's the only coffee that is infused with all natural nootropics for a cleaner, calmer, and more focused buzz without the crash. Click the Chimera link at mindpumpmedia.com and input the discount code MINDPUMP at checkout for 10% off. It's the motherfucking quad. The eagle has landed. Okay, double O silk drop. First question. Recently, Adam said 3,500 calories equal equals one pound of fat is arbitrary. Can you guys expand on that? Mm. Yes. If you look at from a, uh, you know, just from pure energy, from a purely, you know, uh, physics point of view, every pound of fat contains 3,500 calories worth of energy. So if you look at it like that, very black and white, very clear, then it would, all you would need to do is burn 3,500 more calories than you're taking in to lose that one pound. If and math was very easy like that to do with the body. If the body systems of, you know, the biochemical yeah. systems of the body were that easy to read and see. And, um, and you know, we need to be sh- clear. For the most part, it's kind of like that. I mean, that's that's for the most part. But that's kind of a... When we say arbitrary because we throw it out there, it's not a, it's not really exact. And uh, yeah. and you know, I'll give you guys a great example. Well, that's what we mean by arbitrary. Yeah, I'll give you a great example. If you and this has been done many many times, if you take someone who's eating 
2,500 calories and let's say they're, they're eating, I don't know, 50 grams of fat or 80 grams of fat in their diet and you take some of those grams of fat and replace it with medium chain triglycerides, so the grams of fat are the same, they'll lose weight. The study's been re- replicated you know, over and over again because medium chain triglycerides uh, tend to be burned rather than stored. Even mm. though they carry, they, they, you know, it's still calories, it's still grams of fat, they, they tend to be burned. This is why things like uh, if it fits your macros and you know just calories, although that's the bulk of, of of what you should be looking at. It's not everything. It's not the answer to everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that being said, it's a, it is a tool and it's close enough of a number to to use like this. So this is how I would use it: is okay. Let's say I'm getting ready for a show, or maybe I have a client who has a wedding coming up, but we know there's a date, right? We've got um, three months. We have three months till they're going to be there. And I know that 3,500 calories roughly equals a pound of fat. And this person needs to lose or get ready for the show. They have a total of, you know, 40 pounds of fat on their body. And we, we want to get rid of about 20 pounds of that. Okay. So that's the goal is to lose 20 pounds. I know a healthy range for them to lose body body fat is somewhere between one to two pounds a week tops. And that's also an arbitrary number because there's all exceptions to the rules and everybody's metabolism and we have different uh, scenarios. But it helps me give an idea of that's a really good pace, a good healthy pace I should be aiming for. And it's a good start for me to know like, oh, we're going too hard and too fast, or we could probably pick up the intensity, or we could probably push a little bit further based off of a number like that. So, and what I mean by that is, okay, our ultimate goal is 20 pounds. Well, in 20 pounds, that should technically take me about, you know, 15 to 30 weeks, somewhere in that range. Mm -hmm. So if someone is trying to do that in six weeks, that's not a healthy ideal. And I would tell them straight, straight up that, hey, Sure, we could lose that much weight in that time, but we're also going to probably do some metabolic damage to you, and it wouldn't be ideal. Well, isn't it also arbitrary just because of the water retention and the yeah. water element to to the weight of it? Yeah, and that's right? why it's not. It's not just you're not just talking about fat when you're talking about thirty five hundred calories. No, and you also you need to consider you know the, the human body is an extremely complex bio, biochemical system, and you know and it regulates energy balance and. It's not uh, perfect in the sense that, you know, every calorie is accounted for exactly the same way. I'll give you an example. If you take somebody who's eating X amount of calories and they're not gaining any weight and I start injecting them with insulin or start spiking their insulin, they're going to be more likely to store body fat or even gain weight. Uh, You can change someone's hormones, not change their food intake, and you'll notice that they're leaner with more muscle versus if the hormones are a different way. The body, there's a lot of things that happen in the body. So this whole concept of a calorie is a calorie, um, from a pure, like I said, physics standpoint, I forgot how many units of energy, because you got to understand, calories are just measurements mm-hmm. of energy. I believe, and I'm looking it up right now. Let me see here. Okay, so one calorie contains 4,184 joules of energy. So when you look at it from a pure energy standpoint, yes, a calorie is a calorie. But when that calorie enters the body and how the body interacts with that calorie, right. all the chemicals that are making up that calorie and what kind of food it is and the hormonal state that you're in and even your, your, the, your mental state and your you know, emotional <coughs> state, many of these things influence how those calories are u- utilized. Your body could take calories and decide that it wants to heat your body up a little bit mm-hmm. and burn calories just by you know, maintaining your body temperature, or it could decide it wants to store calories and let you cool down 
um, and store those calories as body fat. It could decide to turn those calories into muscle, or it could, uh, you know, generate, uh, you know, require more energy to burn those calories. Right. Uh, you know, calories have thermic effects. Protein, for example, has a very high thermic effect versus carbohydrates and fats. And so, eating, a, a, you know, a calorie from protein will burn more more energy than a, a calorie from something else, for example. Well, that's why it's important to, to you know, because that, that's a common statement that, that people will, will associate that amount with, you know, a pound of fat. So if they lose a, a pound on the scale, they're like, oh, I lost a pound of fat. Yeah. And it doesn't, it's not, that's not what's happening no, completely. And I, and I don't think any of us use it that way. I think the important thing to know, cause I think we could talk all day long about all the ways that's, that's not right. Right. Cause it, it couldn't or couldn't be precise because there's so yeah. many other factors that come into play here. But where, and it's a very common thing that's said, especially amongst the training community. We were taught this, yeah, by the way. Yeah, exactly. This is what we learned initially. Well, yeah, what we would, we, we used, used to, to tell people this. Yeah. And it's, and I, and there's a place for it. And that's what I wanted to make clear. So I don't want to just totally bash it and throw it out like, oh, it's stupid. That makes no sense. There, there's a little bit of science behind this. And there is a way you take that information and it can help you towards your goals. And to me, that's how I would use it, which is knowing what what's a healthy range. Like we shouldn't be we shouldn't be losing more than about a half a percent to a percent of body fat per week. Mm-hmm. Any more than that, and you're kind of and once again, these are numbers that are rough. So if there's somebody's listening, you're like, oh, that's not true. I read it was 0.65 per pound of lean. You know, it's like no, just roughly about a half a percent to a percent of week is a very healthy pace that you can be reducing body fat and. So based off of that, I can look at, okay, 3,500 calories equals a pound of fat. Now I would divide that by, okay, however many days or until our goal, what that should look like. So, and that gives me this range of, oh, wow, we're, we're pushing too hard, too fast. Let's, let's feed her a little bit or let's feed him a little bit more. Or we're not, we're not dropping any weight right now whatsoever. I may, I may want to adjust to that. So there's a lot of things that come into play. No, I, you, you have to. You're absolutely right because if we assume, this is also assuming that we know exactly how many calories we're burning and we know exactly how many calories we're yeah. eating. Even if you buy your food and it's packaged and you weigh it and you measure the calories based off of you know you know your internet you know reference or your fat secret app or whatever, mm-hmm. it still isn't. 100% accurate. You don't have this the tools necessary to measure well, there's everything. Better, there's better metrics as far as like consuming and, and food is concerned uh, because, you know, there's a lot more information out there and you can weigh it and you, it's tangible mm-hmm. versus the burned calorie element. It, you know, and I feel like we haven't got to that point yet to even kind of like measure apples to apples with that. No, and you know, these things, look, the human, you, the human body doesn't exist in a vacuum. I'm not, I'm not in this vacuum where every single thing is measured to 100% accuracy. You know, I'm moving around every day. Things are happening throughout the day. My food's not going to be exactly the same. I'm going to feel different. My hormones may be different, uh, you know, that day than it was maybe the, the previous week or whatever. All these things you need to, you know, uh, take into account. And really, the only way is it's it's relatively subjective. There's definitely some objective, you know, things that you're going to measure, like your to- your weight and your performance and body mm-hmm. fat tests. But there's a lot of subjective stuff too, like how you feel and how you look, uh, all the different signals that your body's telling you. And so, you know, it's just, you got to be able, you have to look at the entire picture, right. look at the whole picture. That's why when people say, and I see people do this, you know, 
3,500 calories equals one pound. And if you lose a pound, that means you burn 3,500 calories more than, than you were taking in. And, you know, if you gain a pound, that means you were taking in a thousand, you know, 30, it's not nearly that accurate. It's, and, it's you know, not that clear cut. No. And I, I use it more like this. I'll give you an example. I just actually used this the other day. Um, so I'll have a client that I'm coaching on like they're in there. She's leaning out. Right. So we've been in a, a deficit. And I've had her in a deficit for a while now, and she's just nice and nice and slow. We've been dropping weight, leaning out, and we've been doing that for you know I think we're about four weeks or so. And she's already getting to the point where she's a pretty lean person. So now I want to start to you know refeed her a little bit more. So put her in a surplus, even though her goal is still to lean out more. I'm going to give her a surplus a little bit. Now, when you do that to somebody who is trying to lean out and lose weight, and you then turn around and tell them you want them to increase calories. Uh, you can freak them out because like Justin said earlier, you know, if I start to eat, consume more carbohydrates or more food in general and my body takes in some extra water and water pairs with that. Now, the next thing you know, the scale goes up like one pound mm-hmm. and that can freak them out. So how I explain to them, like I say, listen, you know, thirty five hundred calories is about what equals a pound of fat. I just increased your caloric intake by three hundred calories for two days. We didn't even though the scale went up one pound. Don't worry. We didn't put a pound of fat on. I promise you. you. We only were in a surplus of 600 calories. That couldn't happen. Not to mention we're lifting weights. So a lot of that I'm hoping is getting allocated to helping you be, build lean muscle. So lean tissue. So that is how I use it. Like so, a, a, something like that to explain to a client. So they understand that, hey, you, you couldn't possibly have done that off of what we just consumed. You're used to living in a deficit. I surplused you by three or 400 calories. Two days have gone by. Scale's gone up one pound, but it wasn't one pound of fat. I promise you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in giving them that that visual and understanding of, mm-hmm. you know, exactly what equates to about a pound of fat helps them understand why maybe the scale is going up or down and not to stress about it and to think that all of a sudden they're putting all this fat on and that what we're really doing is hopefully building either one lean, lean tissue or two in general, just helping spike those leptin levels and get that metabolism fired back up. Perfect. Next question, Dougal Russell. Yeah, our next question is from Elena Janelle. What is the best diet training method for each body type? She oh, that's a great question. Referring to like somatotypes and how they should eat. Yeah, that's a totally false. So that's the problem with somatotypes uh, yeah. is that they're not really they're not really accurate. It's well, very let's, general. Let's and, be and the, let's be honest. That's how somato why they're de- starting to debate somatotypes that it's even uh, even real. It's like yeah, it's more of a those types of people are more likely to eat this way, right? The studies are starting to show like the people that what? thought they were ectomorphs. Yeah are also people that who just happen to skip breakfast or not eat till noon or one or they're they have ticks and they move a lot and so mm. these things have uh, attributed to them being an ectomorph type body type but in reality it's just more of their habits and their you know as f- when it comes to consuming food and movement is it true did, did that come out of eugenics like the uh, somatotypes that's a good question I don't where was know. it originally where did it originate from yeah that's what I, I feel like it originated from uh eugenics and um it a lot of people have debated them from the very beginning but uh i know that 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 this is a good question because there is there is some reference to that in the nutrition survival guide and uh just just for an association factor of like you know okay if my body type is this and i respond good to carbs you know here's how i kind of want to balance things out with my macronutrients um and that's really all it is is being able to figure out you know what what type of balance will work best with you and in, in, in your activities um but as far as you know the actual 
somatotypes, you know, I feel like it's so individual. I, I, I couldn't really put a generalization it's, behind it. It's very individual. I mean, the, the question is, it's a bad question. I'll tell you why. And I'm not talking, I'm not talking crap about the person who's asking the question. This is a very common question, but it should be, it sh- it's, it's, you can't really answer it. Really, the question should be, what's the best diet and training method for my body, for my goals, for yeah. my experience? I, I need way more information to be able to come up with the best, you know, for you, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm looking, if I'm just looking at someone, by the way, if I'm not doing any other tests than just looking at them, I can make some pretty general guesses. And some of them might be accurate and some of them might be off, but a lot of them will be based on, okay, I'm just watching you stand there. I'm going to look at things. I'm going to look at your posture. I'm going to look at what muscles look to me be, maybe weak, what look, what may look tight. Without further testing, it's a guess at this point, but it's an educated one. Um, if you're a little heavy, then I'm going to guess that you probably consume more than you burn. But we don't know what those numbers look like because maybe your metabolism has been hammered and it's slow, so you're not really even consuming that much. Yeah. Or maybe you do consume a shit ton of food and uh, and you know over what you're burning and you know that that happens. Well, let's do this since I feel like this is very common. Let's speak to it like this because I feel like the people that talk like this or ask this type of question, in my experience are the girl who comes to you and she has uh, in the past lifted weights and gets bulky or lifts weights and puts mm. mu- and claims that she puts muscle on and gets big. really easy and she's concerned of getting big and that's the reason why she has stayed away from lifting heavy weights or doing big compound movements because mm. in her eyes, her body builds muscle really easy. She has a hard time burning fat. So let's talk to that because I think that's a a, a big you, one. You know what's funny? I've been in working in gyms now for 20 years. That's a long time, okay? In professionally in gyms for about 20 years. I can count on two hands the amount of girls that I've actually met who actually built muscle very quickly. Mm-hmm. Literally. It's it's got to be less than 10. Um and the most of them were personal trainers that I knew that worked for me. I rarely, I rarely, 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 you know how many times I have clients, female clients that would say that to me like, oh, I don't like, if I, if I lift weights, if I do barbell squats, I just get too big. It's like, no, you don't build muscle that fast. I know you don't, but mm. let's go ahead and test it out and see what happens. That's something you want to keep, keep in mind too. If you're one of those individuals that's blessed, and yes, it's a blessing, I promise you. If you're blessed with the type of genetics that allows you to build very quick muscle as a female, my advice to you is still going to be the same. Go ahead and build muscle as quickly as possible because you can always stop. You can always stop and reverse or change your routine. I promise you're not going to wake up tomorrow with all kinds of muscle. There's no one on earth who builds muscle that fast. You know, where you do an exercise, wake up the next day, and you're like, oh, fuck, Sal, I told you. I shouldn't have done that. Now I've got 32-inch quads. You know, it doesn't happen that way. So Unless you're in Kuwait. Yeah, I, I, sauce. You, you know, I think we get this question a lot. I think because people are advertised heavily based on this question and you'll see this like if your body is this shape here's your workout and if your body is this shape then this is the kind of workout you need to do and it's uh it's very super duper general there is some science to how you may store body fat and how what that means in terms of your hormones but it's so individual in the sense that you know if my hormones change and i start to store more body fat in my in my midsection i can only compare to how i used to store body fat Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I can't necessarily compare it to other people because there's also genetics that plays a huge, a huge role into this. Mm-hmm. So really, when you, if you're looking for the best diet and training, it's got to be entirely based upon 
your body and not what you would think your body type is. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's got to be your body. So if I'm, you know, if I have a protracted shoulder girdle and I am lat dominant, then I know that my routine should involve careful rows and should probably initially not involve lots of pull down movements. You know, not so, I'm not going to include lots of lat pull down movements because that's going to only make my lat dominance worse and it's going to make my shoulders come forward more. And that's just a, a simple example. Or if I'm looking for a diet and I know that, uh, well, you know, here's an easy one. I'm a vegan. Okay, right away, we know that the best diet for you is not paleo yeah. because you're not going to eat meat anyway, right? So it's, it's got to be based on uh, your individual body, your experiences. Anytime somebody asks me a question like this on Instagram and if I have the time to answer them, the way I usually answer this question is with a shit ton of questions myself. Of yeah. course. Yeah. I never answer it. It's always like, well, tell me this, tell me this, tell me this, tell me that first. Yeah. yeah. Let's, I can it tell you. It I doesn't can, get us anywhere. I can tell you what the worst program is. The worst program would be one someone is telling you that this is what you should take based off your body type. If someone gives you a workout program and that's what they say, that yeah. you should do this because this is your body type, to me right away, that's bullshit. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's and if it, if it doesn't include, if you don't have squatting, you don't have mm-hmm. deadlifting, you don't have overhead press, if you're not, if you're not doing those staple movements, it's terrible. It's not ideal for you. Everybody should be doing that. If you can't do that, mm-hmm. you should be working towards that. Mm-hmm. No moves are going to shape your body or help you towards your fat loss goal or muscle building goal faster than doing these type of movements. So anybody who gives you a program that says, this is for girls that want to lose lean out and build their butt and look like this and this body type, this is the ideal program. That's a crock of shit. So that to me, any program that actually starts and tells you that this is the best program for you is already a crock of shit. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't work that way. It's, you know, it's really, uh, it's really tempting advertising, isn't it? Cause I could, I could literally make right now. I could make an Instagram post. It's easy because I could make an Instagram post right now. I could go online and I can search for, uh, female bodies and I could find three distinctly different looking female bodies and then I could make a meme and I could post that meme right. and I could say you know each of these body types should train differently contact me for, for more details and I yeah. promise you I'll get a sh- fucking shit oh, yeah. flood of people yeah. who are gonna be like oh I look like Ooh, that I, I'm, I'm that one I'm that one what would my yeah, workout you be? should do that anyways yeah. and recommend them all the same thing you know on april on april fool's day we should yeah. all come up with a bullshit post that we know will go viral that the uh, fitness and then every single answer be like it was bullshit hashtag pumps yeah, exactly <laughs> let's do it Next henning question. bckhs how do you reverse adrenal fatigue is there a difference between mental and physical stress? Oh, so that's yeah. two questions. Yes and yes. So adrenal fatigue, uh, it represents a whole host of uh, symptoms that people will, you know, will, will feel who will fall under this category. And it's everything from chronic fatigue, uh, you know, uh, just a high state of uh, stress in the body, um, easy weight gain, um, appetite changes, mood changes. Um, it's not really recognized by the medical community yet, mm-hmm. but enough, you know, you got naturopaths now that talk about adrenal fatigue quite a bit. And I do believe this will be something that's, um, will be a medical term that will be addressed. And I don't know if they'll name it something else, yeah. but, uh, I, I know what this is when I see it. Um, you know, uh, leaky gut syndrome can contribute to this or maybe is the same thing. Um, and it really comes from, Overtaxing, overstressing your body and underfeeding or poorly feeding your body. 
this is a state that uh, once you're in, it takes a while to kind of come out. Um, and how do you come out of it? Well, we have to, first of all, tell you, send the signal to your body that it's not in a high state of of stress. So uh, metabolic damage, this is like metabolic damage. There you go. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening right now and you know, you know what metabolic damage is, it's very, very similar. Mm-hmm. This would be somebody who's beat themselves up in the gym, probably lots of cardio, lots of high intensity exercise, and continuously underfed their body over a period of weeks, months, and sometimes years. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a category where you'll find lots of bikini competitors, physique competitors, and bodybuilders will reach. Uh, right after their competition mm-hmm. where they're just super fatigued and they can, you know, anything over low calories makes them gain weight. The way you reverse is the way I, you know, you reverse people out of metabolic damage. You reduce your activity level. Um, you make the focus of your adaptation on building muscle. That's the best signal you can send in terms of speeding up the metabolism. It's in, in it t- telling the body that it's okay to burn more calories and to be healthier. Uh, good strong muscle tissue contributes to uh, good hormone profiles, or at least it requires good hormone profiles. So hormones start to change as a result of that signal. So very traditional strength training, not going to failure on your lifts. You're still training relatively intensely, but not going to failure. Full body workouts, straight sets. You're focusing on strength. You're not doing a shit ton of cardio. And if you are doing cardio, it's more of the neat type of stuff where you know you're just you're increasing your just general activity like I'm going for walks outside mm. um, meditation helps a lot with this avoiding food intolerances helps a lot with this you're gonna say something just oh I was just gonna say like so adrenal fatigue so this is really speaking more towards like chronic issue right like as far as like being overly fatigued um, constantly like doing just daily life and, and workouts and like your your lifestyle uh, cause I've also heard of, of like fighters or people in like really high adrenaline based sports that, that don't really prepare themselves for this rush of adrenaline. And then they get fatigued, like almost immediately because they can't deal with it. Say like second round comes in and, and all of a sudden now their body's completely gassed just because of the, the, you know, they had too much of this, this rush of adrenaline. Yeah. I've seen, I've actually seen. Certain doctors uh, will categorize adrenal fatigue and they'll say, okay, you're in stage one of adrenal fatigue and you're in stage two. And they do this through uh, hormone testing, I think. Uh, and and if, if you look at their definition of adrenal fatigue, they'll say something like it's a decrease in the adrenal gland's ability to carry out uh, their functions, which are to deal with – it's like the stress control system of the body. Um, but you know, a lot of those symptoms, like I said, you're looking at um, – you know, uh, initially it starts off with a fight or flight response and then it moves into, you know, resistance response where, you know, you're still operating on a daily basis, but it's kind of more difficult. When you get into stage three, they'll say things like, um, you know, ex- like lots of fatigue, brain fog, mm. insomnia, maybe depression, uh, you know, hormones will be off. So a woman will get tested and she'll become, you know, estrogen dominant or, you know, there's other types of, you know, uh, hormone disturbances, do you, do you uh, th- sugar intolerances, that kind of stuff. Do you think they're going to combine that with uh, metabolic damage or do you think they will separate the two? It, it's yeah, almost it's a, very similar. There's so much there's so much that overlaps and, uh, with this. And it's not an exact science at the moment. You know what I mean? It's being identified quite a bit well that's why it's hard to to talk about this i also want to be careful when because we have a, a large platform now that uh whenever we talk about stuff like this i feel like everyone oh that must be me i have that mm-hmm. um how rare it really is i feel like that was like i don't know what what year it was when you know when we we found out people had add or adhd 
And now like anybody who has hard time focusing is taking fucking Adderall. You know, I, I don't want to uh, promote something like that where everybody who's fucking fat and can't put down a cheeseburger thinks they have fucking adrenal fatigue or has metabolic damage. So and that it takes a lot uh, to check yourself on that, because that's the first thing I now that we talk about it more. And I think more people are finding about it. And they, I've done like seminars and like little things where I'm speaking and giving little tips about health and fitness. And I'll mention this. And then I get always get a freaking handful of people afterwards that want to talk to me. And they're like, I have that. I'm, I have to have that, you know, like, yeah, what and they're, they're, I'm like, well, what do you mean? Well, what are your symptoms? And like, well, I just have been, you know, working out so hard and I've been doing it for a long time and I'm not seeing any weight loss or this or that. And I'm like, OK, well, you know, how many calories you take in this and that? Well, I'm not sure, but I eat really good. Yeah. You know, I'm like, well, fuck, I you know, I'm healthy. Yeah. I'm like, well, you know, the people's perception of what healthy or, you know, their caloric intake and their balance and everything else that's going on is can be really yeah. off. So it's not as common as we think it is. It's more common than we realize. So yeah, I was just going to say, it's definitely more common than we realize. Yeah, it's it. more common than we realize. And it, it's out there. And we have all as trainers in here have definitely had I have 100 percent. I mean, I can tell you of someone I'm helping right now that is. You know, and and the I this person tracks though, like she's two hundred pounds. She eats twelve hundred calories day in day out and can't lose any weight. Like, and she's taking ten to fifteen thousand steps a day. So she is burning enough that and eating a less or eating a little enough that her body should be a lot smaller, a lot leaner. That and it, that to me is obvious because of that. Now, people who think they're eating less calories or think they're doing this. Uh, but then their 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 activity levels like the average American, which is under four thousand steps, and then they still on Saturday and Sunday decide to drink and eat a certain way. You know what I'm saying? Or their 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 food profile and their macronutrients that they're choosing, where they're getting their most of their nutrients is is very poor choices, and they're doing a lot of other things that is causing their body not to respond and not show them weight loss like they want, and they don't have you know, metabolic damage. So, you know, it's, it, there's a lot of things to address and look at first to get, to get squared away before you just think that you have something as serious as this, but it's very, not very, it's more common than uh, what we thought it was probably. 10 yeah. Years I see ago. this much more just in my experience. Cause I, I used to have someone in my gym that was a kind of an expert on this. And so she would get lots of clients who did this. And as I started working with her and learning, I was able to identify a lot of these symptoms in other clients. And, and it's, it seems to be more common in women um, than in men. You seem to see, you, you tend to see this, and the kind of the profile that I tend to see who falls in this category is the woman who works, who also has small children, who isn't getting much sleep, and is putting herself last on her priority list, and then tries to work out on top of it um, because she thinks she has to work out. So she works out real hard as a, you know because it's like I got to get this in and I got to hammer myself. That, that I see that much more common among them. And you can just see it like they're just, they're just beat, man. They're just tired and the hormones do feel off and their sex drive is low. And, you know, there's all these other symptoms. And really, rather than, you got to think about it this way. Instead of tackling adrenal fatigue, think of it as taking a step back. That's how you would handle something like this. You got to take some steps back, not tackle it head, you know, you know, forward like you're trying to break through it because if you try to fight uh, adrenal fatigue aggressively you're going to lose the battle it's really more about taking a step back it's really more about okay let's get more sleep let's be more mindful have you tried meditation uh, have you tried yoga okay we're going to do just straight boring ass resistance training you're not doing circuits you're not doing crazy stuff 
Uh, we're going to focus on getting stronger. Um, you know, here with your nutrition, let's reduce your intake of starches and definitely sugars. Um, let's eat, uh, let's reduce your intake of stimulants. Here's another one. People in adrenal fatigue mm. live on a shit ton of caffeine. Great yeah. point. Great yeah. point. Uh, yep. uh, and, and this is the, this is where I would recommend you don't drink coffee. Coffee is extremely healthy for most people, but if you're in adrenal fatigue, the last thing you want is to be taking in something from the outside. That's a stimulant. That's only going to fatigue the adrenal glands even more or, or, or cause your body to try to just squirt out more of these, you know, energy producing catecholamines. You want to, you want this person to relax. This kind this person, I'll have them drink chamomile tea at night and I'll wean them off coffee. I'll have them go to green tea first and eventually have them off caffeine altogether. And I hate to say this to you, but if you're in this category of people who's got adrenal fatigue, it's a tough road because it sucks way worse before it starts to get better. Yeah. Well, so you got to be patient. We, and we've talked about this before, and I'm assuming it's been a while since that's why this question came up because we have addressed this, and I think we did a whole episode. Didn't we do a whole episode on uh, metabolic damage? Metabolic damage, yeah. Yeah, yeah so that's a great episode uh, to go fr- in even further detail. But you know, your, your, prior, your priorities shift. So even if your goal is to build muscle or lose body fat, which it's more common that those, these are the people that are trying to lose weight, uh, your goal is no longer to lose weight. Your your goal is to be healthy, you know, and and part of being healthy is is getting the right balance of foods, getting rest, you know, taking care of the body and also the mental part, because you asked about the difference of mental and physical. Yeah. What's the and, difference between mental and physical stress? And there's there is a major there is a Huge. major difference and they, difference. and you can be great in one and a horrible in the other. You could be mm-hmm. great about the physical stress and great. You do yoga and you don't train to failure and you really take care of your body physically. But mentally, you're in a job where you're a CEO or an entrepreneur and your your mind is going constantly and you're having a hard time making bills and firing employees and yelling at people or getting yelled at and you know you've got this really high stress level job like that can fuck with you. I'll you tell know, you something sure. right now. You comparing mental and physical stress it's really easy. Okay? Physical stress is literally while you're doing something your body's physically stressed. The second you stop doing it, that physical stress is gone. Mental stress doesn't work that way. Mental stress is way more difficult to, to mess with. Mm-hmm. If you if you had to place all your focus on stress, the you will get way more benefit by focusing on the mental aspect than you will the physical aspect. Because once you can tackle the mental aspect of stress, the physical stress is easy to handle because it's easy to identify. You can start to read the signals and it makes a lot of sense and you know when to stop your workout, when not when to work out too hard or when not. A lot of times when people overwork in the gym and just beat the shit out of themselves, it has it's not because they're not reading their physical stress well, it's because their mental stress is all over the place. In fact, they're beating themselves up because there's some emotional component to the exercise. They're not even reading the real signals of the physical exertion. It's all this emotional and mental exertion that they're doing. So I, and you you can see this with athletes or with anybody else. Like the physical the physical aspect of it, man, is actually not that fucking hard. Mm-hmm. The mental aspect stays with you, man. That's what keeps oh, yeah. you up at night. That's why you know you go try and relax. Someone tells you, hey, it takes a lot more discipline oh, to to counter that and more work. Yeah. It takes a lot more work and it's way more difficult. Right. Mental stress will destroy you faster and will linger much longer than physical stress. I mean, I could take yeah. Justin right now. And I could beat the shit out of his body for 60 seconds. Brilliant. And there's only so much damage I'm going to do. And I could really, I mean, 60 seconds, we could really exert the hell out of him. 
he could get a phone call right now and receive some terrible news that will last a grand total of five seconds, yeah. and the mental anguish and stress will wreak, wreak havoc on a, on his body that surpasses, far surpasses the sixty seconds. Of, oh, it'll manifest. Of yeah, it's crazy how that that kind of stress mentally will will just manifest throughout your body, and you'll just start to deteriorate in front of everybody. Absolutely, and they, and of course they both contribute and bleed into each other. Yeah. Um, my, you know, the mental component it creates of stress, new habits, really. It can, it, you know, my physical activity can help alleviate mental stress because a lot of times being physical forces you to be in the moment. And so you mm-hmm. kind of forget, you know, what's going on. This is why when, my, when I work out, if I work out on my own, the reason why I, I, I enjoy working on my own sometimes is I put my headphones on, mm-hmm. I'm in the moment and I'm just working out. And for that 60 minutes or whatever, how long time it takes me to do my workout, I'm not thinking about anything except for what I'm doing at that moment. Um, and so that takes care of the mental component. But I'll tell you this much right now. If you had to, if you only had enough time to focus on one or the other, focus on mental stress and, mm-hmm. and, and really nourish that and take care of that. Cause the physical aspect of it, that's a, uh, that's, that's cake. It's very, it's much more black and white. Yep. MJ fit fam is asking, can I get an internship? <laughs> I think that's li- what that word is. We'll yeah. put you to work. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. What are we you looking plenty. for? <laughs> what are our standards? For well, you know what? Actually, uh, mm. I, this is cool because, um, there's a couple of things, uh, that we're looking for right now and the heart, and we've had a ton of people email us. So I appreciate those that have been uh, reaching out and emailing at the the info at media or mindpumpmedia.com and and uh, asking questions about this. We've gotten quite a bit of it. Um here's the thing, I think if we were to do an internship, first of all, they would need to be local. Mm-hmm. Uh we would like them to come in to the facility and we'd like to work with them personally like uh we any help over like overseas or people in another state or whatever. Um, you know, the best way you can support is continuing to, sh- to share mind pump and to get out there and, and go through the programming and do things like that. I mean, that always helps us. But an intern in here is somebody that we, we hope to help develop them, their business, mm-hmm. um, and we would need them in-house. And then there'd be a, there's be some skill sets that um, I would like them to have, at least for me, as far as an internship. Um, probably the biggest need that we have right now is more on the production side with Doug. Doug has to handle so much right now and somebody with photography editing photoshop skills um graphic design graphic design yeah, yeah. i would that, that i type want of stuff i really want i would love an intern that we can that can really grow with mind pump mm-hmm. um you know we uh, the three of us really pride ourselves in our careers in fitness and training and developing people and taking them to new levels and mind pump is on a an upward trajectory of growth and whoever that intern is that comes in and they do a good job you know, you're going to be a part of it. You'd be, you're going to, we're going to make sure you get taken care of. We're going to make sure you learn things right. and grow along with it. Cause I, I want nothing more than to see people around me become successful. Mm-hmm. And that's really what I'm looking for. I want someone who's hungry. You know what I'm saying? Hungry to learn and be a part of something big. Yeah. I knew how I was when I started working in fitness and I was just, I, you couldn't get me out of the gym. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was in there all the time. Ready. Unfortunately, people like that are hard to find. It's very hard to find because everybody has, you know, a certain way that they have to like make a living, you know, they need to like support themselves and, and you know, and like pay the bills and all this kinds of stuff. So, you know, for people to 
to come in and, and just, you know, sort of put all that aside and be like, Hey, I just want to do whatever I can to, to show and show you guys that I could prove my worth and all this and just be like super hungry and passionate about, uh, uh, learning from us and, and, and just the experiences that we've already had and that we can really help, uh, uh, develop the process for you. Uh, you know, that's the kind of person like I'm looking for. It doesn't mean that, you know, we're not looking to then reimburse and, and pay and, and then, you know, make this, like fill a position in a sense. I'll tell you what, this is something that gets me upset a little bit and I'll tell you why. You know, uh, people don't, they don't, they don't go to a school. It's not like they go to school and they say, Hey professors, why aren't you fucking paying me to be here? Yeah. You know, I'm I'm here on my time. It's like, look, you're fucking learning. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, when I was a kid and I would help, you know, I used to help my dad with his jobs and he'd send me off to help other people. Like I couldn't imagine getting paid because I was learning. Yeah. I'm here to learn. Like, thank you for, you know, so I why want don't some, we call it why don't we call it a mentorship, not an internship? Well, that's what internships yeah. are supposed to fucking be. You right? know what I mean? Yeah. And that's so. So, so if you're the kind of person that's looking for an internship because you want to get paid while you're doing your internship, well, you're, I'm sorry, this is not the right place for you. I, I I want someone hungry who's willing to learn that wants to be uh, guided and mentored and molded um, and helped so that they can become you know apply what they learn and become successful. And also, you know, you have great connections when, with you know with Mind Pump, but. No, it's not an internship. is is your learning. You're a student. We don't expect someone to come on board who knows everything. Yeah. Because that that's that would be someone we'd hire. We'd want someone to come in that knows some stuff that's willing to learn and really wants to work hard to grow along. Like I said, along with Mind Pump. Yeah, yeah. we're really picky though. <laughs> of course. I think it's. <laughs> of I think course. It's, I think it's a little important to note that because we are, yeah. I think you, you say that, and then everyone's like, all the you're gonna get all these like people that are just ambitious to work for free or whatever like that. They're gonna start emailing they you. Have because, like no skills. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> that, I'm willing to work. Right, you know? uh, well, no, what are we gonna we, do this. Here's well, the we're thing. gonna pick the best one. We've had. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 you're not yeah, gonna yeah, pick yeah. the. You know. Yeah, we've had we've had a lot of people already try this, and I've actually you know there's quite a few trainers uh, that I talk to and. Um, I would love to help out, man. And they, they're close to me and they're trying to build a business, whether it be a clothing line or their own fitness, their own fitness business. And I've given them like little bits of, uh, you know, advice in the direction that they're going to help their business grow and things for them to focus on and kind of already mentoring them. And, you know, I'm like, hey, here's some things that I could use help for with with Mind Pump and giving them that opportunity to kind of show me and almost everybody that I feel like I've given that opportunity, I feel um, they want me, they want me to hold their hand and take them through the things that I need and where we're at with this business right now. If we're going to mentor and bring somebody on, on board at all, uh, it's going to end up being uh, more than likely, it's going to end up being a position where they're going to have to lead other people underneath them. And I don't want somebody that I meet that I feel like, I have to hold their hand and tell them what to do. We don't have time for that. I don't have time to train and develop somebody, right? That should happen naturally just from you being here and being around us and listening to the podcast. But if I have to constantly direct you and tell you what can you bring to the table that's going to help us, uh, that doesn't help me at all. That's just I'm still having to do that. So I, I really would love to see somebody who could enhance what what Doug is having to do all on his own right now and take some of that off of his plate so he doesn't so he can focus 100% on producing the show mm-hmm. and producing the content that we do um, and help him that whether it be graphically or designing like like Justin's saying or just being able to rip content like that out so for me that the, to me, that's that's what I want, and they need to be somebody who could be in house, who could come here. So yeah. we're we're setting up station. There's part of this. Uh, the facility will have 
cubicles for uh, four employees um, that can be in-house where we'll have stations set up where we can have the computer, laptop, whatever, and they could be doing work and they're going to be interacting with us on a daily basis. So it, that's all coming. We plan to find someone. Uh, if you're if you're someone who's interested in that, you are local, uh, that appeals that you do have some skill sets, you know, send your resume over to uh, info at mindpumpmedia.com. Uh, you know, Brianna will get to you and she'll get us the information. She'll probably have to filter some of them first. She knows what we're looking for. And then uh, she will contact us and let us know. Excellent. And if you like Mind Pump, leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. If we like your review and we pick it, you're going to win a free Mind Pump t-shirt. You can also find us on Instagram at Mind Pump Radio. You can find me, Sal, at Mind Pump Sal. Justin is at Mind Pump Justin. Adam is at Mind Pump Adam. And don't forget to check out our programs at mindpumpmedia.com. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.